I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. Why Happy Throat Punch Thursday? How are you doing today? Doing very well. And yourself? I'm doing all right. Been a little stressed lately, but still pulling through. Stress levels high? Stress levels are high. Why are the stress levels high? Just got a lot going on. Looking for housing. Kids are starting their school year. Getting everything ready. Just a lot going on. Some normal, some more than normal. Yep. Life. Life. Life happens. Life happens for sure. So on that stress roller coaster. Yes. Well, it's 101 right now, so heat happens. Oh, and this heat is just not letting up. And what's funny is it's hotter here than it is in Phoenix. Even though Phoenix, they are getting the monsoon season and they've gotten some pretty crazy weather storms. As far as the actual heat is concerned, it's been hotter here in the Central Valley. So where are we going? So we are going all over the world today, but we will start here in California. So a Democrat congressman from formerly from California, he's actually been out of it for a little bit. He was charged with 28 felonies, and that was former rep, uh, U.S. Rep. T.J. Cox. So I know we've talked about on this show whether or not Democrats can actually get indicted and charged. Apparently they can. Depends on who it is. Right. Apparently he wasn't friends with the right people because he was charged with 15 counts of wire fraud, 11 counts of money laundering, one count of financial institution fraud, and one count of campaign contribution fraud. And he was charged in the Eastern District of California. But apparently, over the course of several years, he obtained uh, $1.7 through various schemes and funneling money. So he is being looked into by the government. Well, it's interesting. I'm trying to run my little Rolodex called my memory. Did he not run for governor at one time? I think he did. I mean, it sounds maybe he got on the wrong side of Newsom or Newsom thought he would be competition. It's possible. He's the same age as I am, 59. Oh, yeah? 59 years young. Only this 59-year-old is not going to spend any time in jail. Apparently he is. Yeah, apparently he is. So I I am quite surprised that I get... I'm just surprised. I don't know. I guess maybe I shouldn't be because he just wasn't the right person. But he represented the 21st Congressional District. He was there for a couple of years. And he's been on and off elected to different areas. But he lost the general election in 2020. And then I'm trying to think. I thought he ran for governor too, but I could be wrong. It'll be the first time we're wrong. That won't be the first time, won't be the last. And we will admit to our mistakes when we make a mistake. Yes, we will. Call us out on it, too, and we will run a correction if we are mistaken. We are not trying to... um, No no misinformation here. No misinfo, no disinfo, none of that. 
going back to the subject of weather, apparently it's come out that Fresno would be underwater if we had a great flood. I don't know if you heard about that. That scientists are saying that with our global warming and the way weather conditions are shifting, Fresno would end up being flooded. We'd be all underwater. Well, the water table is so deep now, we wouldn't be underwater for long because this land here would suck that water up like a sieve. Well, and I think they're pointing also, the, uh, the scientists are pointing to the fact that in the 1800s, California, Central Valley had a great flood. But back then, we didn't have the dams and water systems, waterways that we have now. Right. So the I think that would also help yes. to allevi- alleviate some of the same problems that we may have had back in the 1800s. Well, these scientists are such negative Nellies. Well, we're yeah, they are. We are constantly in a state of falling apart somehow, whether it was global cooling of the 70s. Now we're into global warming. Great flood could happen, even though right now we're in a ginormous drought across the the world. We just have to have something to point to and say everything's going to fall apart. Well, it's interesting that you talk about the great flood and global warming and weather because this latest bill that was just signed into law by the president, this reduction act, inflation reduction reduction act, Act. which is supposed to have some parts in it to help calm global warming. Yes. Yeah. Not one Democrat, when asked, can give you a number or a temperature reading, or a drop that this bill is going to cause or create. Oh, what we would do to save our world? Yes, whether it's going to go down a tenth of a degree, one full degree, five degrees. They don't have a clue. All we know is a bunch more people are going to be paying more taxes while these guys come up with their little pet projects that never work. So would you let your high school graduate, 16-year-old daughter, go to a graduation party with 200 people? I might. It depends on where the party is, who's throwing the party. So, for instance, I went to a high school graduation party, but it was sponsored by the school, and it was a lock-in at a local place. So we all showed up by a specific time, and then we had fun all night long, and then they released us at a certain time, so it was a lock-in. Uh, skating rinks do that as well. Unfortunately, there was a young girl that vanished a couple of weeks ago. She was at a graduation party and never made it home. Well, she's been found. I heard about that. Her car was found underwater. Yes. And what it potentially looks like, they haven't obviously identified the remains 100%, but it's her car. Nor have they determined what happened but I'm thinking that uh, because one of her friends that spent the entire evening with her when she left said that she was too drunk to drive the girl was oh goodness there was alcohol and drugs at this party unfortunately she probably went off the road and died that's very sad yes it is very very much so and it's interesting that a YouTube channel I watch occasionally let me Let me back up. So sheriffs, divers, helicopters, and experts in the field of finding people looked for her for two weeks and could not find her. And a volunteer group 
called Adventures with a Purpose, who I've watched several of their videos, they help families locate their loved ones in bodies of water in the event they know a general area. And it took them all of about 16 hours to find this car, find her. Wow. These two guys have top-of-the-line sonar equipment, and they're very, very good at what they do. Just saddens me with all of my grandkids, you know, just uh, puts things into perspective. And it's heartbreaking because this girl graduated early. She graduated at 16, at 16 to go get drunk at a party and run off the road, potentially yes. run herself off the road. Yep. Unfortunately, um, when I was in high school, same thing. We had a uh, boyfriend and girlfriend or, or male friend and female friend that got drunk at a graduation party. And got into an auto accident, died graduation night. And there's actually a tree in front of the high school representing the death of them, too. Wow, that's sad. Very much so. Keely Rodney was her name. So, in other California news, as sad as that one is to follow up with, um, there was a parole hearing for one of the individuals who kidnapped a bus full of children and buried them alive. And did you say Chowchilla? I did not say Chowchilla, but they were kidnapped from that area. So they were. The California Department of Corrections has actually granted parole to Frederick Woods, who was uh, who is now seventy years old, and he was one of the individuals that helped to kidnap. The children. You ever heard the saying six degrees of separation? I have. Just so happens that one of my coworkers and a friend of mine went to school with them in Chowchilla at the time it happened. Wow. Yeah, so his Woods, sorry, the, the individual who did the kidnapping was Frederick Woods, but Woods with his accomplices, uh, Richard and James Schoenfeld, kidnapped the group July 15, 1976 near Chowchilla took the children who were hostage 100 miles away to Livermore where they were placed into a moving truck and buried alive. And the Woods and the two brothers demanded $5 million from the Board of Education. The children were aged 5 to 14. Along with a bus driver, they were actually able to dig themselves out after 16 hours. So it turns out that Gavin Newsom, our governor... His late father, who was a state judge, William Newsom, reduced all three kidnappers' life sentences in 1980. So mind you, this is only five years after they, or sorry, four years after they committed their crime, received life sentences. He reduced their sentences so they could have a chance at parole. And then one of the brothers was released in 2012. And then another brother was released in 2015, or the other brother was released in 2015, and now Woods has been released on parole. So over the course of 10 years, all three were paroled, thanks to Judge Newsom, Gavin's dad, for uh, taking it from without parole to with parole on their sentences, and then Jerry Brown also helping to parole one of the individuals. Why would they do that? I don't know. It's quite interesting. It turns out that some of the victims have actually advocated for the release of Woods. So they've 
whatever in their history, they've decided to forgive him and then advocated for his release. But when the state of California, the jury pool members decided that this these people should get life without parole, somebody else steps in, nope, we're going to give them parole. They can have it at some future point. And then here, how many people get life sentences and then don't serve their sentence? I just don't know why you'd do that unless there was some type of mitigating circumstance, like somebody paid somebody that paid somebody. But what do I know? Yeah. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, if it was one of my kids, uh, no way would I advocate for them to be released ever. Well, it's interesting in our in our system, in the criminal justice system, even in California. So we have, so go to a similar area. It's a little bit farther west, but Los Banos. So a woman was sentenced to prison for embezzling $300,000 from a Los Banos restaurant, uh, from the investors into the restaurant. And this woman has a history of fraud. She has defrauded... Um, starting in the 90s, she started defrauding people. She was convicted of grand theft in Idaho. She was convicted of grand theft in the early 2000s, stealing 35000 from an insurance company, which was her employer. She has a big history of committing fraud. And then here she is again, Los Spanos, she commits fraud. So someone who continually steals and defrauds from people over the course of their lifetime is out to do it again and she only received for her latest scam less than three years in prison and you you want to know what one of her charges was Hmm. i mean stealing three hundred thousand dollars from investors wasn't enough she was found guilty of filing a false tax return for not reporting the embezzled money as income to the California Franchise Tax Board. Darn her. So even if you're going to steal money... you got to report it and pay taxes. you got to pay taxes. (laughs) That's funny. But I'm just saying, we keep letting people out to commit crimes over and over again. Why should we be surprised? And it's not just California. It's been happening in New York, too. There was a recent individual who, a recent case of an individual who sucker punched a person into a coma and he walked free without having to put any bail on, bail money in. And it turns out he was already on parole. He had already been arrested dozens of times for all these different crimes and New York let him out without any bail i'm not saying they should have been let out at all and then the parole officers decided to revoke parole and go pick him up i'm like you had him why did you let him out no money bail and that means that the recidivism rate is very very high it is it is very high oh and by the way that individual who was arrested for sucker punching someone was a convicted sex offender and left the person he punched who was a mexican immigrant Left him with a fractured skull, a broken cheekbone, brain bleeding, and he had to be placed into a medically induced coma. And that is who you let out. uh, Zero money bail. Model citizen. You know who you don't let out? It's Dr. F. Republicans? Oh, Dr. F? Yep. He's resigning. He's got to run. He's going to resign as of December. Some are saying it's because they believe that he is going to be investigated if 
the Republicans flip the House. So he's resigning right before the potential date, which is, you know, the start of January. And I don't have the names of the three scientists that have been speaking before a Senate hearing on gain-of-function research. However, to a man, they're saying that Dr. Fauci flat-out lied. You can go to his recordings over the course of decades, all the interviews he's given, and he flip-flops. So much. For instance, there was one with the um, talking. I don't remember which individual they were talking about, but he was talking to a reporter, I believe. And they were asking about one of their counterparts having the flu and then needing to get the flu vaccine. And he's, oh, no, they've had the flu. They don't need it. They don't need it at all. No, once you have, that's the best thing you can do. So Natural immunity. Yeah. So why is it? You know, some are saying, oh, well, you know, COVID is so much different that that's why. Well, is is it different because it was manufactured? (laughs) Is that why we need a vaccine? It's a prime opportunity for them to make a lot of money. And like they're talking about at this subcommittee meeting, they need to use him and study him as a blueprint of what not to do for the next pandemic because he politicized a healthcare crisis and a lot of people died because of him directly. And he has actually received a permanent salary increase for something like the past two decades to prevent the next worldwide pandemic or at least United States wide pandemic that we would be insulated from whatever was going on elsewhere. I don't think it worked. Well, and possibly in his little over-scientific brain, maybe he thought through gain of function, they would develop some fantastic medicines and cures, and then he would really be the hero. Maybe he didn't count on it being released. The way it was? Yes, into the world and taking out so many folks. And he's also admitted that the vaccines do not protect overly well against infection. Right, look at how many times um, Biden has been vaccinated, Jill, both Jill and Joe have been vaccinated and boosted, and they both just recently got COVID. It's not their first time. He's at, there. I understand that they're at a greater risk because they're in the high age group. I don't know about comorbidities for them otherwise, but still, what good is it doing if it's not actually protecting well absolutely and we're not wishing any ill on them it's the fact that the cdc has spoken a lot of mistruths they castigated p if that's the right term people that were suspect and questioning this thing from the get-go and now it appears that most of them were right maybe not a hundred percent but they were very right in their analysis of this whole thing Right, and you have to be allowed to question. I mean, it, and I guess you don't have to be allowed to do anything. They can stop anyone from doing anything they want as they proved that they can actually shut down any line of inquiry. But isn't that what scientifically we're taught to do, scientific line of inquiry? Don't just accept everything as fact or else you'll never learn anything new. Right, and that's how uh, they do it, and that's why they peer review Because then you have a bunch of peers looking at it and saying, oh, no, you need to go back and restudy this part of it, this part of it, this part of it. 
and then come back to us and we'll peer review it again. Right. And if you look at, uh, I believe it was an Alzheimer's study. So there was a study that has been accepted as fact for a long time and particular drugs are prescribed based on this set of information that was published and republished and taken as true. Well, somebody doing their own inquiry instead of just taking it as 100% fact dove into it and come to find out that there were there was fabricated information in that initial study and now everything that we thought we knew has been upended because of someone's fraudulent study now imagine if that scientist just took the previous study as 100% fact, there's no reason to look into anything. As gospel? Yes. Can't do it. Don't do it. And especially since most major drug companies are now financing everything. They've financed the CDC. Right. So why are we going to believe the people who have the most money to gain? They gain bunches and they're ones that are willing to play the odds. I mean, don't get us wrong. A lot of the meds they come up with are good. They are legitimate. They really save lives. But this one here looked like a pure money-making thing from the get-go. Absolutely. It it was about the money because now they're like, oh, what are we going to do with all these doses? We thought we were going to convince people to get shots number three and four and five and six. Oh, guess we have to junk them, but they've already made their money. And so they're not too worried about, okay, Fine. Monkeypox? Maybe we'll make another vaccine for that. Okay, fine. What's the next thing we can convince people to do? And I wonder how many of those shots were just placebo. Ooh, conspiracy theory. Yes. I like it. Absolutely. Maybe that's why we're getting it's still going around because they weren't actual shots. Well, and I wonder if anybody's gone around and done the testing to make sure that this stuff's been kept at the proper temperature in freezers and cold boxes. Because I bet a lot of it hasn't. Well, if it's just water, (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. So let's talk about, let's go back and talk a little bit about climate change. Okay. So we have a lot of celebrities who like to lecture us about climate change. And And I appreciate them for that. We also have um, former VPs and presidents that like to lecture us about climate change. And I understand that if you have the biggest platform, typically you're a mover and a shaker. You go around doing the interviews, you do the, um, you get money to do speeches and stuff like that. As we see with Al Gore, he's flown all over the world to give his speeches and you get invited all over the world to solve the world's problems. But why is it the biggest names continue to rack up the most miles in an airplane? Because they're narcissists. Then they tell us that our cars are the problem and we need to go spend sixty, seventy, eighty, a hundred thousand dollars on a car to solve our problems, to solve the world's problems. They're the best at it. They they are the most fraudulent and they're the best at what they do. Just like the inventor of Microsoft. Cannot, now telling us what kind of meat we should eat. Cannot keep his hands out of the proverbial cookie jar because he's he's getting something for it there's no way he's not making money he's not saving the world because he's such a great guy 
Not Jeffrey Epstein's buddy over there. Nope. And the fact that apparently he's the one that helped to convince Joe Manchin to sign off on the um, Inflation Reduction Act. Inflation Reduction Act. Why is a billionaire having so much influence on a West Virginia Democrat representative? Maybe he wants to buy a bunch of farmland there in West Virginia. Yeah, he should buy the coal mines and or, shut or, them down. That's what I was say. Or he's going to buy the property where the coal mines sit, and he's going to shut them down. And then we'll all suffer more together, except him, because he has money. You know who won't be shut down? Who won't be shut down? Is the prime minister of Finland? Good for her. Apparently, she's a party animal. No, she's just a young lady in her thirties. Yeah, she took a drug test to prove to him that she wasn't doing drugs at the party either. Right, they accused her of. Yeah. I guess apparently if you're in your 30s and you're young and vibrant and you're the prime minister, you're not allowed to have any off time or fun. Not allowed to have a good time. Nope, you're not allowed to have a good time. So sorry she did a drug test, but good for her for standing up for herself. Yep, absolutely. I agree. And uh, she did a COVID-19 close contact, so she did a COVID test also. Oh, uh, well, you know, when you we don't have those here anymore, we're allowed to be close contact and still go to work and school and all of that now. Yes, it, and cruise ships are now allowing people to travel without masks or testing unless you go into certain countries that require the test. But if you read the fine print, like when you go into Greece and another country over there, as long as you've had a shot within 230 days or somewhere in that number... Uh, you don't even have to test when you get there. Right. If you're vaccinated in a certain period of time, you don't have to test. If you are not, depending on the length of the the overall cruise, you might have to test or quarantine. So it just depends on your history. Correct. But something I just recently found out is here at, like, in the Central Valley, Clovis Community, Fresno City College, they require that you be vaxxed in order to go on campus. You can do online classes if you are not. So something that I realized is our young adults who are not vaccinated aren't allowed to get an on-campus education, but they are allowed to work in the food service industry and serve everybody food without being vaxxed. Shows you how powerful the teachers' unions are, doesn't it? Yes. So apparently on camp, well, I'm sure Newsom played a role in that too. But it's interesting that we don't want individuals to get educated. But don't worry, they can serve you. French laundry. Right? Go to the French laundry and... So it's interesting that we have a lot of Dems across the country running ads for their election using Republican ads to distance themselves from Biden. Yes. And you have top Democrats, uh, donors, Soros, and other billionaires are pouring in millions into Schumer's committees to help keep the Senate so he can keep his job. Sorry, the dark money needs to stop flowing. All of the dark money. I don't 100%. care if it's right, left, center. All of the money needs to stop. We have campaign 
contribution limits. It doesn't work. It doesn't matter because they have these dark money campaigns that supposedly the candidate doesn't have a say in it, but they seem to say exactly what is necessary for those specific candidates or causes or whatever it is. So all of the dark money needs to stop flowing. And And George Soros is protecting foreign interests. Sorry. Yes, he is protecting his money. Yeah. Thing is, though, you and I have talked about it on several of these podcasts, and that is term limits. They need to have term limits. Let me set the parameters so they can vote on it, and then we'll go from there. So another money thing that came up, though, is Nadler may be under federal investigation, but I'm pretty sure it will go nowhere because he's one of the top people. But he would have only violated basic ethic rules for the House of Representatives because he paid one of his senior staffers money on the side for other work done for Nadler. So apparently, uh, despite employment restrictions for the staffers, this staffer both worked as a staffer and on the side for Nadler doing certain services and he received compensation for it. So it's just interesting to me that you can be a full-time employee and then get side money for still working for the same person. But I guess he may have been working differently. Well, the corruption around these politicians knows no bounds. No, yeah, this guy was paid over $81,000 over the course of a couple of years for legal and political consulting. So working for his campaign as well as being a staffer. Maybe I should go back there and go to work for him, make a little side jingle. Right? You know, it's interesting, too, that when a politician loses or they don't like the way things are trending, it's everybody else's fault but theirs. Well, it is. It's well, never their fault. Two examples. There's a L.A. Times op-ed that shows biased against the Latino population or Latinophobia is thriving in national media after and fueling right-wing anger. So they're basically saying because Latinos and Latinas are swapping from one party to the other that they're Latinophobic. <laughs> Apparently supporting, I know that a house seat in Texas got flipped by a Republican Latina. The same one, if you go and look for the videos, that um, Speaker Nancy Pelosi like pushes the daughter aside when they were doing their photo ops. But uh, yeah, so she literally shoved a Latina. Uh, she didn't do that. But, she said she had a bug on her shirt. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, go ahead. Uh, Oh, no. So, yeah, flipped a seat red, and somehow Latino phobia is still, you you just say it until people believe it. Right. Just like this uh, young lady, middle-aged woman that lost in her home state. She's a Republican. Wyoming? Yeah. Liz Cheney. By like 30-some points. Yeah, now she's blaming the... The whole system and Donald Trump and everybody but herself for having a terrible message, for not being on task, for jumping on this January 6th committee and being used like a buffoon by Nancy Pelosi and them. Um, you only have yourself to blame. Yes. You can You cannot believe in something. I, I do. 
give credit to that. You cannot believe in something. But if it is not illegal, not unethical, and your constituency wants it, you're supposed to be a representative of them. Well, now she's thinking about running for president. Good luck with that. Yeah, she won't even win Wyoming. No. I mean, she just got shellacked by pretty much a no-name. Well, she thinks that she'll get in in the Democrats. She's going to flip and be a center dim. And then she's thinking someone's putting a little birdie in her ear that there'll be enough people to give her money. Because she did get a lot of money. She got more money than her uh, the person who ultimately won that runoff. So she's got some money, and that's getting into her head, thinking that others in the nation will support her, such as other Democrats. But she would have to flip to be a Democrat in order to get the name recognition. Right, but there's a lot of these uh, political experts that are saying if she does, in fact, do that, she'll siphon votes off of Joe Biden or whoever's going to run in his place in 2024 and assuredly give it to Trump or whomever runs. Trump doesn't run. I'm sure they will. Or, you know, that will happen. Well, that's why a lot of times, for instance, what went on with Biden when he was running in 2020 was that they started getting the other candidates that were siphoning votes to step down. The candidates that were doing better than him in order to circle the wagons around Biden. So the same thing would likely happen. They would test her, see who was doing better, see who they can control, and then push pushed them out well i never watched any of the democratic debates sorry i watched all of them was I wish Bi- I could did biden debate back. alongside of all the other democrats yes he did was, he Tol- did. was tulsi gabbard there early on she was there but then all of their rules required that they have so much money a certain percentage of the vote like they made up these rules which pushed out the non-whites like andrew yang tulsi gabbard they no longer met the requirements to be on stage. Right. Pure setup, just like when um, Hillary was running before Trump, and then she got knocked out by Bernie Sanders, or however that, or Bernie got knocked out because of the way they set they the circled rules. Around they circled the wagons around Hillary, her. Hillary, yes, yes, because Bernie was uh, doing better in a lot of places, and they circled the wagons. So Bernie Sanders was doing good. Pete Buttigieg was doing good. I believe he won not the first set of primaries, but the second set to come out. He won a couple states. And then it was it was kind of a surprise because they didn't expect him to do as well as he did. And he was doing better. And then by March, they had all of them. Klobuchar. I can't remember if... Elizabeth this, Warren. Thank you. It fell out of my head. <laughs> If she had pulled back by then, too, but they they started circling the wagons around Biden. And in fact, when Pete Buttigieg stepped down because I had been following him, I got an email that said, I'm now, you know, pushing for Biden. I stand behind Biden. It was immediate. He steps down and you should vote for Biden. Isn't it amazing how a broken down old white guy? who'd been in office for 45 years, who ran for president two or three times previous, accused and found to have committed plagiarism more than once. He's done it as president. Mm-hmm. Everybody around the U.S. that has a D after their name was saying they didn't want another old white guy. Yes. 
That's who they circled the wagons around, and everybody said, yep, we're going for him. And somehow he was able to beat a guy that had created, through his worker bees, one of the greatest economies in U.S. history. Yep, but we don't care about the truth. Just amazing how that works. It is. It's all, it's all about luck and timing. Look at look at when COVID came in. Bang, right before the election. Yep, it was a good election cycle. Pushed Pushed everybody indoors. Even when we were having rallies of cars, there were like seven cars for a Joe Biden rally. That was his public rally. But, yep, he said racist stuff on his interviews. Didn't matter. Nope, did not matter at all. Well, since we're both prior military, and we both believe in our military, we may not believe in everything that happens from the top down, but we do believe in people in the bottom up. Absolutely. So we we believe in the Canadian military fighters as well. And recently, there was a Canadian vet who has PTSD, and he called the Canadian hotline looking for help. And the person on the other end of the line says, well, I can help you die. Offered him euthanasia. So I did not hear about that. But I heard that Canada was expanding their euthanasia program to unprecedented levels. And as of this coming year, we'll have one of the most expansive euthanasia programs. And they encourage anyone with mental health issues, which PTSD would be a mental health issue, to commit suicide, essentially. Let's just pen to paper, word to name. Commit suicide. Right. Well, apparently he's not close to that point. He was just looking for some help. He needed help and he didn't want to die. And his family said he does not want to die. He just wants to fix this thing. And apparently the people that run this organization agreed with him. And I don't know if they fired the person, the call center person, but they have definitely counseled them and suspended them. Well, what's interesting though, they actually now allow children or they are going to allow children. I don't know if it's in place now or that's what's going to happen next year but they will allow children to commit suicide and it will be assisted and even as of right now according to what i read i gotta 100 percent verify the numbers but it was it's the sixth leading cause of death in canada is euthanasia is assisted suicide don't kill an animal though dog or cat yep they are expanding the program that's that's so And also being poor is one of the listed reasons that you can commit suicide. So if you're too poor or you have a mental health issue, so apparently PTSD, they're going to encourage you to commit suicide. So I wonder if they have as many homeless in Canada as we do here per capita, and maybe they should start there. Maybe they should go street to street, block to block to their homeless who obviously have mental issues. And just be like, hey, you want to off yourself? recommend euthanasia for them. That way they could clear their streets off then work on the military people who helped protect their country and did exactly what they were asked to do by their military and their government. Yeah, instead of saying, hey, we need to have expansive health benefits for people with PTSD, let's help our people, not tell them they're a burden, and to go away. Absolutely. So a couple things on our military. It's funny, it's like the people who need the help, and this is Canada, but I'm talking about the United States as well, people who need the help aren't getting the help. They go to the VA or they attempt to get benefits and it's a years long fight to get benefits 
and then get the help that they need. So sometimes while they're trying to get the help, they end up committing suicide because it is just too much. Well, I'm not a conspiracy nut, but a conspiracy I heard from a friend one time was just like Agent Orange and other things of that nature. The U.S. government, the statistical experts run the numbers and they try to wait them out till they die. Then they don't have to pay out a penny. Yeah. Well, we had an individual who was able to lie enough about his issues. So a former, uh, well, a U.S. Army veteran falsely claimed to have PTSDs and physical disabilities that left him so weak he couldn't lift 10 pounds. He faked it so good that he got benefits and he got a total of more than $200,000 in benefits wrongfully. Uh, apparently, he was a big-time bodybuilder and was growing his social media with his significant other. Busted. And there were public postings of him doing his routine and bodybuilding. So they were ultimately in, you know, able to catch him. He was sentenced to prison. But I think about how many veterans can't get benefits. Right, and that happens in every industry. It does. It happened in ours with a young flight attendant over 30 years ago who claimed an injury. She started being followed by the OJI uh, attorneys, and she was filmed up at Telluride skiing with a back and a leg injury, and she ended up uh, quitting and paying back the money they had given her. Right. You can't, you try to do the right thing, or you try to, you know, if you have problems, say, I have problems, and get help, and you can't. But then I guess if you know the right things to say or get the right person on your side, you get it through. And that could be, again, it, it doesn't just have to be militarily or... Right, it it's a, all acting and rehearsal. Right, and if you look at, so some of the the VA issues, right? So if you had an issue that happened during service and you weren't militarily retired, the VA, you say, hey, VA, I have these problems, and you go through that process. But the reality is, is if you were disabled from service, why aren't you getting a military retirement? Like, it shouldn't be two separate systems. Nope, should be it one. It should be one. Uh, that one's always been interesting to me, that it's two separate systems. And I'm sure there's a reason for it, but that's something that I've wondered. You know what else interests me? That What's that? We seem to talk about every podcast is water on military bases. Because the water sucks. Well, even when you have an army post here in California over at Fort Hunter Liggett, when they're doing normal maintenance and they make a mistake and break a pipe, they have to shut all the water off and bring in water buffaloes and porta potties so they can fix the water leak. They, they seem to have issues at every base. If it isn't contaminated water, it's broken lines, it's misdirection, it's 70 years of fuel spills inside. It's And it's across the country. Yes. Amazing. It is. It's problems, problems, problems everywhere. Amazing. So do you know how many pieces of property or acreage the U.S. military owns? I do not. Oh, come on. Take a guess. I don't. Millions of acres. 30 million okay. over 45 countries. They're one of the largest real estate owners in the world. Not not a surprise. Why do we own that? Why do we let them own it? Why don't we rent it from the states? 
So the state. Oh, why don't the states own it? The state should own it so they can get. Well, then the state would be responsible for all the fuel spills and stuff that (laughs) goes on. Do you think they want that level of responsibility? Well, most likely not, but they should be wreaking the benefits of some of that jingle, not just having a government come in and annex your property. Yeah, but that's one thing that we do. We say, okay, federally, we're going to allow certain things to happen. Statewide, we're going to allow certain things to happen. Don't do it. Right? You know what they are doing? What are they that doing? That seems to be a good start. So guardsmen in six states will actually get free child care under a pilot program going on. They're working on providing child care to uh, part-time soldiers so that way they would have child care options while they serve and they absolutely should anybody that's willing to risk their life for god and country should be given every benefit afforded to all the people coming up from south of the border all the ones coming north down all the ones flying over here just like the governor just did in new york Started a nice benefit program for all of the people who are unlawfully present in their state. Yeah, free cell phones, which they're going to say just like other governors. Oh, no, we're using them to track them. Medical care, setting them up in school, which, you know, I don't want to deny any young kids an education at all. But you got to go after U.S. citizens first, the ones that are taxpaying, law-abiding citizens. So it's funny that I did see, it's not really funny, uh, what's interesting is in one of those programs. So I actually went to the City University of New York for a graduate certificate in immigration law studies. And I, you know, I've been out of the military for several years, but I was in the workforce at the time. And I applied, got accepted, was going through this program And they said I would be dropped from the program if I did not prove that I was vaccinated. And this was pre-COVID. So it wasn't a COVID vaccine. It was just your all childhood vaccines had to be current. And so I sent them my record that I was indeed vaccinated. But the first time, though, I said, I'm not, I don't live in New York. They said, it doesn't matter. You're going to a New York school. This is required online in the state of new york yes i was going online i was doing um they did have on campus and online for this program and i was doing the online so after they declined uh, to allow me to have an exemption because i was not on campus and not in the state i sent over my records and Part of it was from the military because when you go in, you get all kinds of shots. They give you the record for it, and I had a copy of that. So I sent it over, and they said, oh, this is kind of old. Can you just get vaccinated again and send us new records? And I declined. I said, no, you require that I'm vaccinated. Here's my proof of vaccines. I'm not required to go get vaccinated all over again just because you don't like where the record comes from. Ultimately, they did end up accepting it. It was just weird, but long story long, it turns out that all of the individuals that they are enrolling in school and they are helping with those who are unlawfully present here, they're giving them all waivers for vaccines. They don't have to have them. Awesome, isn't it? But That's you know, the way you should run a country. If you're here lawfully, if you want to go to college in the state of New York, you, you better be vaccinated. Well, see, that's what happens is uh, all of us 
law-abiding, tax-paying U.S. citizens are getting the crud in the bottom of a bowl of soup. And all of these people that are coming up here getting all these waivers are getting the beautiful cream off the top of the bowl of soup. Do you know who else got some of the cream off the top of the bowl of soup? Who? Afghanistan. We yeah. left over $7 billion worth of vehicles, aircrafts, and weapons. They got some mighty fancy Taliban stuff. Taliban got free. some pretty good stuff, huh? Oh, free. You know, talking about uh, New York. You know what happened four days ago in history? What happened four days ago in 1776, history? 1776, the British invade Brooklyn by sea. One if by land, two if by sea. Get your vaccination or you're not going to come see me. <laughs> well, you know who uh, is good to go, vaccine or not? Andrew Cuomo. He won the lawsuit. He doesn't have to pay any of the money from having his staffers help to write his 5.1 million pandemic response book. Of course not. Quid pro quo. Yep. Quid pro Joe. Cuomo. Quid pro Cuomo is right. Quid pro Cuomo. Yeah, those guys, it's all little circle. They all get protected. See, that's why they're pounding after our former president so hard because he doesn't fit that mold or that narrative. And I'm sure from Trump's vantage point, now that I think about it, all the years of him even donating so he could do business in New York, when he ended up amassing this kind of power, he finally decided it was time to get some payback and pummel some of these guys a little bit. And here they are showing that the uh, corruption runs deep. Very deep. Because you can't, you can tell me, but I'm not going to believe you. With going through his stuff, the supposed boxes that they were there to hunt after, that accidentally they took his passport. Accidentally they went through Melania Trump's clothes. Now I get you could have been looking for papers, so you may have looked, but they had free reign that the warrant or the subpoena or whatever you want to call it to go to his house and take his, the, the documents that belong to the government was so broad that they could have taken just about anything. And apparently it included privileged documents, attorney-client privilege, and other privileged, executive privilege documents. But still... They went in and they took whatever they felt like and then they gave a very vague description of what they took. Well, it's amazing how I'm starting to have distrust for just the ground pound and FBI guy too and gal. Because if they know the difference between right and wrong, they know when to continue and when to stop. Because there's another case where today a judge has ruled that the FBI went in and seized a bunch of safe deposit boxes under false pretense saying they were going to do an inventory when in fact they were going in there to take the money and jewelry and I don't know what they were going to do with it because the article didn't finish. So it's one thing after the other. You have Project Veritas who does simple things that I feel are just. FBI and others go after them, humiliate them, intimidate them, take their files, take their attorney-client stuff, take their list of their sources and methods, and then act like it's okay and there's nothing wrong with it. Well, they wanted to say they're not a real news organization. Anybody 
can be a journalist. Yes. I hang my hat. I hang my shingle. I guess you can say much like a lawyer. I hang a shingle and say, I'm going to be a journalist. I'm going to start, you know, pounding the ground, investigative journalist. I'm going to go around trying to solve maybe my little niches, solving crimes that happen around my city. I mean, you can have a, you know, one of my kids could say they want to be the next Nancy Drew. And so they decide to start investigating things or looking into things. They would be a journalist. You can't tell me that, oh, I've decided you're not a journalist. I'm going to recognize. Therefore, protections don't apply to you. Because then they can do it to anyone. Absolutely. And they're they're proving that. And they're also proving that there's two sets of rules for the haves and the have-nots. Because you look at the Clintons, the Bidens. The Schumers and they others, can do whatever they, they want. can pretty much have carte blanche, do whatever they want. They're never held to account. They never get investigated. Or if they do get investigated, they run the clock out. Statue of limitations gets pulled. You know, they use that card. Whatever the case may be, they just never, ever hold them accountable. That is correct. It is. But our senator from, where's he from? Louisiana, John Kennedy. Oh, yes, a Kennedy. Yeah, he says Republicans will go after Dr. Fauci if they take back Congress. So did Rand Paul. So I'll believe it when I see it. Well, they the, they yeah. talk a lot of talk, and I, I wait to see it yeah. until they either flip it and go after him or they flip it and don't. I, I, I want to see it. Well, since he's 80 or 81, you know, I don't want to see the guy go to prison. Because that's not going to prove anything because he's going to die anyway. He's got to get up all, give up all his secrets. I would make him, speaking of secrets, let me get back to that in a second. I would make him do a public apology. Not just to the U.S. of A., to the entire world for his mishandling. And the interesting thing about secrets. So do you know there is a secret committee that meets and talks about gain of function? I did not know that. Yet, it's top secret. Congress is not allowed to know who's on the committee, when they meet, where they're at, or where they're from. So, this mystery committee exists, but it doesn't exist. That's a pretty big mystery. It is. Sounds more like a conspiracy mystery. Yes. Wow, Newsom's really turning into a a middle-of-the-roader. See, he's a faux centrist. Going to get... People on his side being a centrist, and then he's going to go back to being not a centrist. Yeah, because they allowed under his watch additional methadone clinics and such like that for years. And now all of a sudden he's vetoed a bill that would have allowed legal drug injection sites. Which is something that he's supported in the past. But it's not working. Are just allowing people to do drugs openly. Oh, come get your clean needle. San Francisco has proved that that doesn't work. Correct. So speaking of the bad guys, though, do you know who's the bad guy, according to the New Jersey Teachers Union? No, tell me. Parents. They're terrible. Parents are extremists, according to the New Jersey Education Association, when they release their advertisement. So parents are the bad guys. The, they are stopping the the good teachers from being amazing for their children parents are the problem when they speak out against teachers they are terrible if you watch them on walmart videos when they're shopping they let their kids yell and scream in the baskets they let them throw stuff around 
They're undisciplined little heathens. Yeah, but having opinions according to that are counter to whatever the teachers union wants you to have, those are extremist. Oh, you mean like counter opinions on COVID, counter opinions on the voting, counter opinions on legal versus illegal. You you just have to do whatever a teachers union tells you to do, and then everything will be good. Well, they hire some pretty good people. They they're tenured, right? Most of them, yeah. Yeah. There's a high percentage of ones that should not be teachers. No, and apparently there was one in in Northern California that was actually outed by uh, investigative journalism. You sure, it was uh, a real journalist. It was well, it was a kid who recorded and then turned over some of the recordings, and then they started looking into this particular teacher that was talking about how they shape children. And it was, yeah, pretty bad. And what the school district ended up doing was paying thousands and thousands of dollars for the person to resign. So it wasn't that they found a teacher who was corrupt and going beyond anything that a teacher should do. And then they, you know, said, hey, we're going to give you the pink slip. No, they said, hey, this is going to be difficult, but we'll pay you thousands of dollars if you just walk away. Amazing how this works. I want to be paid thousands. Uh, yeah. Give me some six figures of money and I will walk away. So do you remember old Brittany Griner kind of got stuck there in Russia? Yes, I do. Are they trading the arms dealer yet? No, but I guess Dennis Rodman, former NBA player. Oh, but he's friends with the North Korean dictator. Yes, and he's going to travel to Russia on his own, not as a representative of the U.S., to see if he can help garner a release of her. Well, don't think that you're above the law. Don't think that you can mule drugs back and forth, even if it's just for yourself, and well, into a country that doesn't allow any drugs whatsoever. Oh, but you're privileged, so you thought you would get away with it forever. Yes. Sorry, I that's may be okay. a little biased on this topic. That's okay, and that's what she thought. And I do believe that she's begging basically the U.S. to help her now. Yes. But at one point in time, didn't she sit or turn around during a national anthem? And not come out for her because she said she didn't believe in the national anthem yeah. and what it stood for. Well, then, you know what, young lady? Stay there and rot. Sorry. Nothing against you personally. It's just against you personally. So let's talk about money. Okay. A couple of different things on money. So one. It's green. It's green. So two former Pennsylvania judges who were, they sent children to for-profit jails in exchange for $2.8 million in kickbacks. They were ordered to pay $206 million in damages to the victims. And they wrongfully sent children to these facilities. Something like jaywalking got them sent to a juvenile justice facility. They were terrible people, terrible judges who sent children to facilities so they can get money. But anyway, they had over 4,000 juvenile convictions that were tossed after they uncovered this scheme. And that was... uh, Back in 03 to 08 is when they were doing this. So one individual who is currently 72 years old 
is serving a 28-year prison sentence. The other judge, 70 years old, was released to home confinement in 2020 after serving 11 of 11 years of a 17-year sentence. No idea how they're going to pay, you know, this $206 million judgment. I don't know if they're going to go after the state or the local, you know, area, the judge, whoever the umbrella of the judges, like whatever they fell under the city. But I just don't understand, like, I understand the draw of money, but how do you look at an eight-year-old and be like, you're going to jail? A jail for kids. Because they have no jail. conscience. For jaywalking yes. or truancy, stuff like that. I just... They're greedy sociopaths who have no conscience, and it's not their kid, so they do not care. And then again, here they are serving what was supposed to be 28 years and 17 years, and after 11, one is let out. We just... Why would you shorten their sentence? Yeah, do you think those those kids wanted a shorter sentence or no sentence or just to... So did it talk about any of the kids and who they were? Were they kids of color? That it doesn't say in the particular um, document that I read. It just said their area. But over 4,000 juvenile convictions. I mean, if we could, I would need to look up what area of Pennsylvania. I'm uh, just curious were. because it would not surprise me if they weren't harassing kids of color and just jailing them and just jailing them because they could so another money topic the government right now is talking about forgiving student loans the latest is that biden may forgive up to ten thousand there was at one point a number thrown out for fifty thousand some say all but right now they are looking at forgiving ten thousand dollars of student loans if you make under a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars at least that's what's being thrown out so a lot of times, um, some of the, or I shouldn't say a lot of times. So some of the student loan forgiveness has actually already happened. The $10,000 would just be a blanket across the board. Here's $10,000 in forgiveness, uh, depending on how much money you make, but just everyone. So they've had some for-profit colleges that have gotten shut down over the years. One being ITT Tech, the government said that they were lying about the numbers of employed individuals after they graduate, the rest, the the quality of the education they were getting, etc. So they started forgiving some of the student loans for the individuals who graduated from these programs or had student loans from these programs and now are shut down and kind of nothing to show for their their education. What it got me to thinking about the individuals who either didn't take out student loans uh, maybe paid for it in cash, so or they paid off their student loans, so they are now out the money and they are out the education. And then you have people like me. I did receive um, funding for school from the VA for part of my education. Now, let's just say that I ended up going to one of the colleges that got shut down, and they go and they forgive student loans. Well, the government already paid for my education, so now I have no VA education benefit because it was used. I don't have a quality education. And it was one that the government had previously approved of me going to. And I know that there are other individuals. I'm using me as an example because I, I did use VA money. But there are other veterans who did use VA money, who did go to these for-profits that did get shut down. Now they have no education of quality to note. 
and their money benefit is used up. And it was the government who made this decision all along. So do you think that a person who received a VA benefit for an institution that is now recognized as a bad one, should they get another go around? Yes. So I, it's just something that's kind of come up that I started thinking about. There are other individuals out there, so it wouldn't benefit me. My, my college wasn't one of them, but there are individuals out there that now the government said, this is a good program. We'll give you money to go here. Oh wait, it's a bad program, but the money's already spent. So like we say, they create the problem. <laughs> right. Because a lot of and these. they say they're the fix. You know, they, I just don't understand. And then you want to go and forgive student loans for people who went to top quality schools. And who have the ability to make top level dollars. A person who graduates from college over a lifetime on average will make more money than a person who doesn't go to college person who graduates with a master's will make their average income is more than a person with a bachelor's. And so it's just kind of a trickle. You know, well, I think they should look at them and make sure the interest rate was legit. They didn't over borrow or they weren't given more money than they needed and work things out based on that. But if somebody signs on a dotted line, just like you do when you buy a house, car, you know, clothes, credit card, whatever, Pay it back. Right. And I could see, like you said, let's go over the interest rate. Let's go make sure there was no funny math where the person ends up owing $850,000 on a $30,000 student loan. Okay, you know what? Let's cut whatever exorbitant interest, if that's what happened, or some sort of penalty. Let's, you know, reduce those and, and not say you don't have to pay back your principal plus a Decent interest, like a little bit of interest. It doesn't have to be exorbitant. Right. And I know a couple of coworkers at my place of employment that have deferred their payments three times, their payback. And right. And your interest still accrues. Yes. And now they're in their 50s and they got their license when they were in their 20s. Should we forgive their debt? Right. Or if they're like, I I actually personally know people who are making six figures and they believe they too should, theirs should be forgiven. Their student loans should be forgiven or college should be free. But they made the choice to go get this additional degree, whatever degree it was. I actually know a couple people in different career fields that believe that all of their student loans should be forgiven, that they signed on the dotted line for it, and they individually make six figures. Okay, let's look at it this way. How long has he been president, Biden? Two years? Almost two Just years? Just under two. Uh, a year and a okay, half. We so shall he, call it a year and a half. He could have done away with student debt loans two years ago, right? So why didn't he? He how, signed how like can, $150 million yeah, executive orders. How convenient that we're going to do it right before the midterms. What does that tell you? It's political. It's political ploy to garner votes from the youth that are now moving away from him because they think they made a big mistake in voting for him. Well, they did make a big mistake. Absolutely, in they did. Well, they circled the wagon around him. Sorry, sorry, your party did that because it all it should have been Bernie Sanders. I'm not saying I like the guy. I'm not saying I want him to be president, but really, he was actually getting the the backing. Even uh, Pete Buttigieg got a little bit of it, but Bernie Sanders had the backing, even though that would have been another 
old white man. What? He's really an independent running off the the Democrat ticket, but He's a I mean Democratic socialist. Right. But in other money news, disabled veterans may see their largest increase in disability pay since 1981. Same with Social Security because inflation is very high right now. Even though apparently Biden would have us believe that it was zero last month, like somehow it just went away. Well, the midterms are coming up. Of course it went away. Or they're going to give you the perception that it's gone away or things have gone down so low that there's nothing to see here. Everything's great. So I don't know if you remember this, but there was a Navy, ex-Navy engineer who and his wife, they were charged with nuclear submarine espionage. Or they were charged with espionage in a nuclear submarine case. They were trying to shop uh, information on a nuclear sub to foreign sources yes for money so i guess they pled guilty and they were going to uh, they pled guilty to conspiracy to sell classified nuclear submarine secrets to a foreign government both of them pled guilty and they were going to each receive uh different sentences the husband was going to be sentenced somewhere between 12 and a half to 17 years 17 and a half years according to the plea agreement and the wife would serve about three years, according to the plea agreement. I guess the judge threw it out and said the proposed sentences were not in the best interest of the country. Good, 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 good. So look, they then have to go and set it for trial uh, unless they come up with some other sentencing and agreement that the judge would like. But I, I remember hearing about the guilty pleas and that they were going to be sentenced and here it's going to go to trial. Wow. Amazing. So let's step back a couple spots to our FBI that aren't so honest. Oh, they're very honest. I do know some FBI agents, as far as I know, they were honest. Well, uh, but unfortunately you only know someone until you know someone, right? You don't know what you don't know. And the ground level guys may be, good and they're just doing what they're told to do they don't want to get terminated they have families to go home to on and on and on but let's look at this here this is written by somebody else and i'm gonna pluck a little bit out of it because it starts with the trump raid trump raid is being run by the same people behind the russia hoax the january 6th investigation and the fake gretchen whitmer kidnapping all the same people and by the way that first Gretchen Whitmer case, the one that got tossed out because of a hung jury, because it was entrapment, the feds are retrying it, and their closing arguments are soon. So this is what the FBI agents, the undercover ones, did. They encouraged these guys to kidnap a governor when they didn't want to, smoked weed and slept with them, and planted explosives in their truck and then charged them with possession of explosives. And we just found out they did the same thing in Virginia. An FBI informant tried to get a disabled vet to assassinate Northam. So That former governor? Former governor. So the FBI appears to be running scheme after scheme after scheme. We need to fix this. I don't know how to fix it. I'm just a very small, simple guy. But boy, this system, that's just the FBI. What about the CIA, the NSA? 
The things we don't know about. These are only the things that came to light. These are the things that come to light. We have no idea how deep this thing is entrenched. Well, it's funny that you say that. We have no idea how deep it is entrenched. So two things that I have. One is, what if this was meant to get out? Because there's something else going on that we're not meant to see. So this being, you know, Trump-Russia collusion and the Whitmer case and the things that are meant to get out. What if they're meant to get out because there's the conspiracy is there's something that they're hiding that's even bigger. There's bigger fish behind Yes. Okay, two. Wasn't it Chuck Schumer that came out and said that Trump coming out against the um, national security community was going to come back and bite him in the butt. 100%. And look at what has happened. Which means they're too big. And Schumer knew it. And maybe that's why these guys like Schumer and Pelosi and him do what they do because they're doing what they're told to do. Yeah, they're really doing what they're told to do. They're not going to be gone after because they are doing what they're supposed to. Bad people. Doing bad things. Yes. That's a wrap. See you next week. It's been an awesome week. Can't wait till next week. And on that note, have a nice week. Have a nice week. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.